This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If you're constantly on the hunt for a good deal, then you need Rakuten. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop because members get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, traveling, dining, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not save while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer. Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten.com for details. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cash back really adds up. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Tonight, the major news as the CDC takes its next step to try and prevent a winter surge. Recommending Pfizer boosters for millions of older teens. New COVID cases on the rise nationwide, up 42% since last week. And hospitals on the brink with very sick, unvaccinated patients. I don't think we ask ourselves, will it be bad today? We ask, how bad will it be today? Verdict in the Jussie Smollett case, the breaking news out of Chicago. Russian troop buildup. Ukraine sounds the alarm as its president tours the front lines, warning the world his country could not fight back without help from the West. Toxic water, military families in Hawaii forced into hotels, getting sick after drinking water that tastes like jet fuel. How long have I been poisoning myself and my kids? The breaking news from the Navy tonight. No more reading glasses, the new eye drops that could help millions of Americans see clearly how it works. Tis the season for shipping, our exclusive middle of the night visit to a FedEx facility, working around the clock to get your holiday packages delivered on time. And on the wings of hope, the monarch butterflies triumphant return to California. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting tonight from Los Angeles. Good evening and thank you so much for joining us. We're going to begin with the new push to boost COVID immunity in millions more Americans. Today, the FDA authorized Pfizer booster shots for 16 and 17-year-olds. Boosters are already encouraged for everyone 18 and up. 
Public health officials are worried that people who were vaccinated last winter and spring now have weakened immunity, especially against the new Omicron variant. Now, that strain discovered last month has now been found in at least 24 states. Most of those Omicron infections have actually been in vaccinated people, including some who'd received a booster. The more pressing concern tonight is a surge in cases of the Delta variant that has hospitalizations rising in more than half the country. And in the hard-hit Northeast, National Guard troops are being deployed in several states to help overwhelmed hospitals. CBS's Nikki Batiste leads off our coverage in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Good evening, Nikki. Nora, good evening. Here in Pennsylvania, this hospital behind me is so full, COVID patients have been packed in the ER waiting room for up to 20 hours. As cases rise in the Northeast, several National Guard troops are being deployed to Maine, New York, and New Hampshire. Today, we've got even more good news from the FDA and the CDC. Tonight, 16- and 17-year-olds can now get additional protection against COVID, with the FDA authorizing Pfizer booster shots for this age group. It comes as COVID cases across the country are on the rise, averaging 117,000 over a seven-day period. New cases have increased nearly 42%, and reported deaths are up 37% from last week. Though the Delta variant is driving the vast majority of U.S. cases. Omicron is showing troubling signs of at least 64 cases identified. More than 75% occurred in vaccinated people and one-third had received a booster. And as holiday gatherings become more frequent, the push for vaccinations grows more urgent. In the Northeast, where vaccination rates are among the highest in the nation, cases have ballooned more than 50 percent in the last week. Here in Pennsylvania, COVID cases have soared 35 percent. Geisinger Wyoming Valley Medical Center in Wilkes-Barre is coping with a dramatic surge in COVID cases. Most of those patients are unvaccinated. The hospital is beyond overflow, operating at about 120% capacity, with nearly a quarter in the COVID unit. Emergency room physician Dr. Essie Reed says some patients are not heeding the warnings. Uh, I don't think we ask ourselves, will it be bad today? We ask, how bad will it be today? She says an unvaccinated couple critically ill with the virus refused any COVID-related treatment. Both died. It's tough to watch that when we know this is so preventable. Dr. Reed told me tonight, even though she's seen COVID patients who are vaccinated, they're much less sick than the unvaccinated patients. She says she also just treated a three-week-old baby whose parents had not had a vaccine. Nora? Oh, my goodness. Another reason to get the shot. All right. Nikki Batiste, thank you. Well, there's breaking news from Chicago. A jury has just found actor Jesse Smollett guilty of staging an anti-gay and racist attack on himself and then lying to police about it. Let's get the details from CBS's Charlie DeMar. He is outside the courthouse. Good evening, Charlie. Good evening, Nora. And those, that was, the verdict was just read moment, moments ago. Jussie Smollett found guilty of five of the six disorderly conduct charges that he faced. Jussie Smollett faced that four person right in the eye as all six counts were read. He shook his head uh, when those first five guilty verdict did come down. Now, Jussie Smollett, we did get video of him walking into the courthouse moments before he learned his fate. He was, again, convicted with five of the six dis- felony disorderly 
conduct counts for staging his own hate crime and then lying to several Chicago police officers by reporting it as an actual hate crime. Now, the jury, which was made up of six men and six women, deliberated for more than nine hours over two days. Smollett took the stand in his own defense in this case, telling the jury that he was the actual victim of a hate crime. He told the jury that back in January 2019 that his attackers yelled racial and homophobic slurs and doused him with bleach and draped a rope around his neck. But brothers Ola and Abel Osindaro also took the stand telling a much different story. They said that they were paid $3,500 to carry out the attack and that Smollett planned the entire stunt because he wanted publicity. Now, prosecutors, they did poke holes in Smollett's testimony, mainly that he didn't cooperate with certain aspects of the investigation. Again, a jury here in Cook County finding Jesse Smollett guilty on five of the six disorderly conduct charges that he is now facing. We do expect to hear from both prosecutors and the defense in this case. It's unclear if Smollett will make any remarks after being convicted of those five charges. Nora. Charlie DeMar, thank you. Well, tonight, a major loss for former President Trump in his battle to shield documents from Congress and its investigation into the deadly attack on the U.S. Capitol. A federal appeals court ruled late today that the Congressional Committee's unique need for the requested documents outweighs the former president's claim of executive privilege. It's not clear when the former president will have to turn over those documents, including notes and visitor logs from the day of the January 6th insurrection. We're going to turn now to President Biden's efforts to prevent a foreign policy crisis on the Russia-Ukraine border, where nearly 100,000 Russian troops are amassed and could invade. CBS's Weijia Zhang has new details tonight from the White House. In a one-hour phone call this afternoon, President Biden reiterated to Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky that the U.S. and NATO allies will offer support if Russia invades. Nearly 100,000 Russian troops have already flooded the border. Ukrainian military officials reportedly warned that they are not equipped to deal with a full-scale attack without the help of Western forces. And experts predicted that the Russians could wipe out the Ukrainian army in under one hour. On Wednesday, the president ruled out sending in U.S. troops. That is not on the table. Zelensky has said his country needs more help. On top of the 88 tons of ammunition and anti-tank missiles that the U.S. supplied earlier this year, there are also 150 American military advisors in Ukraine. President Biden warned Vladimir Putin on Tuesday that there would be severe consequences if Russia invades. I am absolutely confident he got the message. Today, he also spoke with the leaders of nine countries on NATO's eastern flank, uneasy about the instability in the region. Our objective is to uh, make clear uh, the significant and severe economic consequences if Russia were to invade Ukraine. But today, Vladimir Putin escalated his rhetoric, saying that the situation in Ukraine resembles genocide. The White House dismissed the comment, advising the public to take it with a grain of salt, pointing out that the aggression is coming from Russia. Nora. Weijia Jang, thank you. Well, there is a contaminated water crisis on the Hawaiian island of Oahu, impacting military families. The U.S. Navy has been forced to shut down the use of two underground jet fuel storage tanks after complaints of water smelling and looking like it contains fuel. CBS's Lilia Luciano reports from Honolulu. 
Crystal Murray and her four children left home about a week ago after spending days unknowingly drinking, cooking, and bathing with toxic water. Like the whole house started smelling literally like a mechanic shop. And then the next morning, I ended up in the hospital. The Navy now admits their water was contaminated by jet fuel leaking from this transfer facility. It was flowing into the faucets of thousands of military homes. The military mobilized troops to distribute safe water. All right, baby, go get your towel, please. So mothers like Jamie Simic can bathe their children like this. How long have I been poisoning myself and my kids? Our children have been bathed since Saturday. We have been bathing out of bottled water. At town hall meetings, military officials have tried to reassure anxious families. I understand your frustrations and concerns, and and, and I share them. I, this is We are working day and night to figure out what the source of uh, the odors. For many, reassurance came too late. When we could smell the fuel in the water, I was told we cannot get told anything. We cannot give you any information. Why is that okay? Sir, it's not okay, bottom line. I have an 18-week high-risk pregnant wife, and I'm being told you can use the water, go away. The Murrays and thousands of military families have now been forced to move from their contaminated homes. She's not sure what it would mean to return here. How would you feel coming back here? Nervous. Um... I think I'll probably take my own money and just kind of check the water. Many of those families evacuated to this busy hotel, and the risk of toxic water may extend beyond military families. Those Navy fuel tanks sit above a source that supplies water, Nora, for more than 400,000 people here in Honolulu. Wow, what a critical story. Lilia Luciano, thank you. Well, now some eye-opening news for millions of Americans who wear glasses. New prescription eye drops became available today that could potentially replace reading glasses for people who have trouble seeing close up. One woman tells CBS's Jerika Duncan the drops changed her life. For most of her life, Tony Wright has had perfect vision. But after turning 50, she started using readers, allowing her to see things clearly that are close up. How many readers do you think you have in all? I probably have eight pairs. Eight pairs? Yes. In 2019, her doctor told her about eye drops with the potential to correct her vision problems temporarily. I would put the drops in my eyes in the morning. What did you notice instantly? I would not need my readers as much. Wright was one of 750 participants in a clinical trial to test the drug Vuity. It's the first FDA-approved eye drop to treat age-related blurry near vision, also known as presbyopia. The drug takes effect in about 15 minutes. Vuity utilizes the eye's natural ability to reduce its pupil size. Reducing the pupil size expands the depth of field or the depth of focus. One drop in each eye provides sharper vision for 6 to 10 hours. A spokesperson for Vuity says the medicine will cost about $80 for a 30-day supply. It is not expected to be covered by insurance. The drug works best in people aged 40 to 55, and side effects in the three-month trial included headaches and red eyes. As for Tony Wright, it's an easy backup solution with a clear advantage. Definitely a life changer. Just a convenience to have that option. Jerika Duncan, CBS News, Zillianople, Pennsylvania. 
Tis the season of giving, which also means it's the season of shipping. Nearly 60% of Americans will buy their gifts online this year, and that means hundreds of millions of packages. So how does it all get done? Well, we got rare access inside the FedEx Processing Center here in Los Angeles to find out. I feel like in some ways we're inside Santa's workshop. (laughs) Santa may see you when you're sleeping, and he knows his helpers at FedEx are wide awake. It's 3.30 a.m. It's the middle of the night, and there's a lot going on. Our employees, they look forward to this time of year because they know so many folks are depending on us to get them their packages. FedEx expects to ship 100 million more packages this holiday season. And each day, 240,000 go through this facility alone. Starting this summer, FedEx added 14.4 million square feet of sorting capacity for this holiday season. But now that it's peak, we're here long days. This is peak season. This is peak season. Package handler Kyle's Hawkins showed us one step in the complicated dance. So when these packages are going by, we want to make sure that the labels are up. So that one's not up, That right? one's not up, so we got to get that one up. Okay, this got it. Bobby Willis is vice president of operations on the West Coast for FedEx, and he took us on what some might call Santa's sleigh, a Boeing 767. Only for packages, no passengers on board no here. No passengers on this part of the aircraft, <laughs> only uh, cargo. How long does it take to fill a plane like this? Anywhere between 30 and 40 minutes. Pretty fast. Yes, yeah, we can do it pretty fast. It's a real-life game of Tetris called tea stacking. Packages carefully placed in these metal containers designed to fit perfectly on the cargo plane. So does a plane like this ever go out empty or even half full? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Especially not this, not this time of year. And it's not just toys on these conveyor belts. But also our vaccines. Operations manager Steve Hornstra was there for the first shipment of shots a year ago. So that vaccine that you get in your arm likely came through here in FedEx. Exactly, exactly. How long are the vaccines in the FedEx network? From pickup to delivery, a total of 20 hours. We're saving lives. Potentially millions of people with those 290 million vaccines that are coming through our system that we've delivered. To me, that's incredible. Between vaccine shipments and the holiday season, this is FedEx's Super Bowl. And Hornstra calls his employees industrial athletes. Every day, first five minutes is a stretch and flex. You're coming out here lifting 50 pounds, packages up to 150 pounds coming through this system. You got to be warm. You got to be loose and ready to go. Ready to go like team lead Lasidia Griffin. Not only are you working at night, it's a physically demanding job. It is. It really is. It really is because it takes our bodies, our arm, upper body to, uh, to do this. Santa's elves need big muscles. Ah! <laughs> yeah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.
The mountains here in the west are getting some much-needed snow. California's Sierra and Utah's Wasatch Mountains have a fresh foot of snow. Another foot is expected to fall in Utah and Colorado tomorrow. On Friday, at least six inches of snow could bury parts of the upper Midwest, including the Twin Cities. In the south, record high temperatures could give way to a tornado outbreak. President Biden and congressional leaders paid tribute today to former U.S. soldier and Senator Bob Dole as he lay in state at the U.S. Capitol. Dole died on Sunday after battling stage four lung cancer at the age of 98. The president called the former Republican senator and presidential candidate a giant of our history. Dole's funeral is tomorrow at the Washington National Cathedral. Here in California, butterfly lovers are all a flutter over the return of the magnificent migrating monarch butterflies. Here's CBS's Carter Evans. At the crack of dawn, the golfers here are not alone. You want to count in, in groups of five or ten. Researcher Richard Brockman is also on the green, counting monarch butterflies just hanging out behind the ninth hole. Here we have like a few hundred that are clustering close together. They just look like pine cones or like dead leaves or whatever. Most people walking by would never even see them. An estimated 200,000 migrating western monarchs are spending the winter here in California. Last year, only 2,000 were spotted and they were thought to be on the verge of extinction. Some of the biggest factors that are impacting monarch populations are insecticides as well as habitat loss. So is there a big comeback? I think it's way too early to tell and we'll need a few years of decent numbers in order to see if this is really a comeback. In cool weather, the monarchs cluster in trees, only flying off to feed and pollinate when temperatures rise, conserving energy for spring when it's time to reproduce. Future generations will then fly to other western states for the summer before making the long journey back to California next winter. What I love most about monarchs is they can help so many other insects and so many other plants if we help protect them. Carter Evans, CBS News, Los Angeles. Tomorrow, a holiday tradition, the 15th annual On the Road Secret Santa. Find out who he's helping this year. That's tonight's CBS Evening News from Los Angeles. Good night. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of Evening News, and you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com.